I'm David Porter, author of Five Minutes to Live. Just a few things to note about the podcast. First, if you want to purchase Five Minutes to Live, the link is in the description of the podcast, but can be purchased online at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and even at Walmart and Target online. I've also listed my Facebook and Twitter links. I'd love to hear from you, especially if you're enjoying the book. In this series, we're going to read through Five Minutes to Live, chapter by chapter, releasing a new chapter each week. If you didn't start with Episode 1, the prologue, please go back and start there. Please subscribe and hit the alert notification, whatever that looks like on your preferred podcast platform. That way you'll know when the new episodes are released. And if you're enjoying this journey, please, please, please share this podcast with your friends and family. Five Minutes to Live has a lot of footnotes for the research done and the Bible verses quoted. I'll post those footnotes in the description of each episode. Finally, I've got a new book on the way titled 60 Seconds of Silence that I am really excited about. Once that book is available, I'll go back and post that link in each episode's description as well. With that, thank you for being here. Let's get started. Five minutes to live. Prologue. My eyes explode open. It's an unusual feeling, like being torn from a lifelong coma. My ears are ringing and my head is pounding and I have no idea why. Desperate to figure out where I am and what's going on, I try to look at my surroundings, but the pain is unbearable. I gasp as each shift of my weight, each movement is torture to my body. All I know is that I have to keep going. I must save her. My face is pressed into sun-bleached pavement. It's a colorless gray and warm to the touch. I can smell dirt and exhaust fumes. Shifting my weight again, trying to roll over, every muscle groans and spasms. I'm stiff from physical exertion. Bruises cover my body. And for some reason, there's blood all over me. I must save her. I'm finally able to turn to see the sun hanging low and still in the sky. It's either early morning or very late afternoon. I can't tell which. The air is dry and crisp with no hint of moisture. There's something familiar yet unusual in the air. Sirens are wailing in the distance, an alarm clock to my stiff, tired body. Slowly, I press up onto my hands and knees. The pain takes my breath away. I'm forced to stay in that position to regain my strength, my composure. Each breath in and out feels like it takes hours to inhale and expel. There is no traffic on the street, but I know I need to get out of the road, so I press up to one knee and see more of my surroundings. On either side of the street, cars line the curb, parked close to one another, bumper to bumper, city parking. Past the cars, there are two-story buildings, as far as I can see, framing the street. The bottom levels are littered with shops, not yet open or closed for the evening. The glass windows are barred shut, and there are colorful signs in an unknown language. The signs hang perpendicular to the buildings over the sidewalks. 
The sidewalks act as a boundary to the cars, keeping them several feet from the buildings. The language on the signs isn't English. I can't read it. It's Hebrew or Arabic. Unfamiliar. I must be in the Middle East. Egypt, Israel, Sudan, or Iran. This doesn't surprise me, and incredibly, it doesn't scare me. I'm different now. I flex my fingers and roll my wrists, extend my elbows. Nothing seems to be broken or dislocated, so I stand. The pain is excruciating. Immediately, I am supporting my weight, my hands on my knees. Something in the air reminds me of camping as a kid. S'mores, stories around the campfire, smoke. Smoke is in the air. A heavy smell of smoke. Something is burning. The sirens are louder now, closer. The city is waking up, like me. I step a few feet toward one of the cars parked along the street, a heavily dented machine, and place my hand on its roof for balance. There's a metallic clunk as my hand touches down. Gripped in my palm is a gun, a Smith & Wesson 1911, 45 caliber automatic. A feeling washes over me, a knowing, a comfort, a still, small voice. I am alive. I am ready. No matter what comes at me, there is no weapon, no enemy formed against me that can prosper against me. Nothing can stand in my way. I am undefeated. I am more than a conqueror. I choose to win. I choose to fight. I say a quick prayer under my breath, thanking God for his protection and asking for his help. I can't explain it, but in some way, I know I am still alive because of him. A knowing. Somehow, I know to check my pockets. There, I find a couple of cell phones with no power and broken screens, a visitor's pass to somewhere, two wallets, a woman's small wallet, and mine. And incredibly, I see that I am also holding a tube of lipstick. I notice my shoulders feel heavy, weighed down, and I realize I am wearing a bulky backpack on my shoulders. It's clipped securely across the front of my chest. The black smoke billows. It's incredibly close. Something is burning. The sirens scream incessantly and loud. They are close. People start spilling from the buildings and into the streets. Families, men, women, children. Not American. Not Caucasian. Not happy. I begin to realize... I am the cause of all of this. Panicked screams fill the air. English screams. A woman's screams. I see her now running toward me from the opposite direction of the smoke. Matt! 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 End of prologue. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed that reading. If you want to purchase 5 Minutes to Live, the link is in the description below, and you can find my Facebook and Twitter links there as well. Drop me a line. Please subscribe and hit the bell so you know when the next chapter is released, and if you're enjoying this, please share it with your friends and family. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.